Section 13 of My Strange Rescue. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. My Strange Rescue by James MacDonald Oxley. Section 13 Face to Face with an Indian Devil there were three of us and we were all untiring explorers of the forests and streams within reach of our homes in quest of such possessors of fur fin or feather as our guns and rods could overcome plenty of luck did we have too for we lived in a sparsely settled part of nova scotia and the trout and partridges and rabbits had not had their ranks thinned by too much hunting it was no uncommon thing for us to bring back as the result of an afternoon's whipping of the brooks two or three dozen speckled trout weighing from half a pound to three pounds each while less than a dozen brace of plump partridges or bobtailed rabbits was looked on as a very poor bag for a day's shooting adventurous and enterprising as we were however one stream of which we had knowledge remained undisturbed by our lines it was known among the micmacs a band of whom roamed about the neighborhood as indian devil run being so called because of their belief that the dense dark forest in which it took its rise was the fastness of a family of panthers of which they stood in great dread nor was the name without good foundation for one autumn a hunter with a gun and trap ventured into this place and returned with the body of a panther stating that he believed others still remained indian devil run began somewhere in the north forest ran through its heavy shadows for several miles and then appeared to add its contribution to the dedequash river at which point we made its acquaintance we often talked about following it up into the depths of the forest but the indian stories made us pause until at last one evening in september jack johnston craving some fresh excitement dared us to make the attempt and we rashly accepted the challenge the following morning we set off letting no one know the object of our expedition we were armed in this fashion charlie peters bore an ancient dutch musket warranted when properly loaded to kill at both ends johnston had a keen tomahawk which the indians had taught him to use like one of themselves and i carried an old-fashioned smooth-bore shotgun dangerous only to small game 
Now, if we come across an Indian devil, Charlie, said Johnston, you give him a broadside from Dutchy, and I'll finish him with my tomahawk. And where do I come in? I asked with a smile. You? Oh, you blaze away at him with your pepper pot. You might perhaps put his eyes out, you know, Jack laughingly responded, and so our order of battle was settled upon. We crossed the Diglaquash in a canoe, hid our craft in the underbrush, and, in high feather, entered upon the exploration of Indian Devil Run. It proved to be a succession of falls and rapids, overshadowed by huge trees for several miles, and we had hard work making our way up its course. But we toiled steadily on, and just before midday were rewarded for our pains by reaching a lovely spot where the banks of the stream widened to form an enchanting pond encircled by a meadow and offering every inducement to stay and rest glad we were to do so the pond evidently swarmed with trout quickly adjusting our fishing tackle we got to work shade of isaac walton what a paradise for anglers the water fairly boiled as the hungry trout fought for the privilege of being hooked in one hour we landed as many as we could carry home and they were fine fellows every one of them the greatest place for trout i ever struck exclaimed charlie peters throwing down his rod i positively haven't the heart to catch any more it seems like taking a mean advantage of them so we stopped the slaughter apparently much to the disappointment of our prey who hung about asking to be made victims and proceeded to dispose of the ample lunch with which our thoughtful mothers had provided us then we had a refreshing plunge in the clear water scaring the trout nearly out of their skins and by this time it was necessary that we should retrace our steps on our way up i had brought down a fine brace of birds and to save carrying them to and fro we had hung them to a high branch intending to pick them up on the return journey don't forget your partridges hal said jack to me as we shouldered our bags heavy with trout no fear of that i replied i know exactly where i left them hitherto we had seen and heard nothing to justify the indian's superstitious dread of the locality no signs of wild animals were visible and in high spirits at having discovered so rich a fishing ground we hastened homeward i guess the indian devils have got tired of this place and left remarked charlie peters but don't let us give it away all the same we must keep this run all to ourselves as long as we can hardly had he spoken 
when an appalling shriek pierced the silence of the woods and brought us to a sudden stop while we looked into one another's faces with apprehension we made no attempt to conceal we were close to the tree where the partridges had been hung it's the indian devil exclaimed jack johnston under his breath he's eaten the partridges and now he wants to eat us we fully realized our danger and after the first shock of fright braced ourselves to meet it with a determined front johnston as the eldest and coolest of the three took command charlie he said you must let him have dutchy full in the face the moment we sight him hell you blaze away with your shotgun and i'll stand by to finish him with my tomahawk nodding assent to these directions we stood side by side gazing eagerly into the forest gloom there he is said johnson see on that big limb we followed the direction of his finger and saw the brute clearly enough stretched upon a limb not twelve yards away his great green eyes glaring horribly at us quick charlie cried jack he's going to spring rest your gun on my shoulder and aim for his chest charlie did as he was bid and pulled the trigger bang went the old musket with a tremendous report over went charlie on his back his shoulder well-nigh dislocated by the kick of his weapon and down came the panther to the ground badly wounded in his neck and breast the instant he touched ground i let him have it with the contents of my shotgun but they only served to bother him for a moment and looking terrible in his fury he was just gathering himself for a spring into our midst when johnston stepping forward sent his tomahawk whizzing through the air with all the force of his strong right arm it was a perfect throw no micmac could have done it better like a flash of lightning the bright steel blade went straight to its mark and buried itself in the panther's forehead right between those awful eyes whose malignant gleam it extinguished forever lifting charlie to his feet we rushed forward and stood in triumph over our fallen foe shaking hands across his mighty body how our hearts swelled with pride at the thought of a sensation our exploit would make with a twisted width for a rope we laboriously dragged our pride to the canoe and so got it across the river here we met the indian who had been johnston's teacher in the art of tomahawk throwing he seemed immensely relieved to see us me see you boys go over this morning then hear devil scream this afternoon and hear you go bang me fraid you all dead it this time 
then as he discovered the fatal gash in the brute's head his face lit up with pride johnston you do that he cried ah smart boy me learn you how throw tomahawk like that jack blushingly acknowledged the fact and gave his indian instructor due meed of praise for having taught him so well it was too big a job to get the heavy carcass of the panther any further so the indian took off the head and skin for us and we presented him with the body which he said was good to eat and would make indian strong our arrival at home with the trophies of our triumph over the terror of the forest caused great rejoicing we were the heroes of the hour and charlie quite forgot his bruised shoulder in the pleasant excitement of the occasion we often revisited indian devil run after that and took many a fine fare of fish from its well-stocked waters but we never saw another panther we had apparently killed the last of the brood End of section 13